0: Hey, hey, it's Mandy Kay and you are listening to the Find Your Calling podcast and I am so happy to have you joining me for another year. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the first episode of 2024. We made it through 2023. It is still a very intense time to be a human and I hope that you found time over the holiday season to uh, just replenish your energy, reconnect back to your heart in whatever way you do that. I loved the holiday season this year. We had such a quiet time, my partner and I, It was so good. It was such a stark contrast to what we did the year before when I was volunteering as a stage manager at Woodford Folk Festival, which is one of the biggest festivals in Australia. And, you know, it was raining. I don't know if you've listened to this podcast for that long, you would have heard me talk about it because it wasn't the easiest time to be at a music festival with all the rain and the mud and the people. And honestly, I I started the beginning of last year, just feeling completely wrung out. And we made a very intentional choice this year to not do that to ourselves. And it worked. Oh my God. We had just such a chilled time. We didn't go anywhere. We just stayed at home and hung out mostly. And what that meant was that For the first time that I can ever remember, I have been way more intentional about the turning of the calendar year. Like I am not one for New Year's resolutions. Like I can't tell you how many times when I was younger I would make all of these New Year's resolutions only to break them. So I just never really put much credence into them because I thought, well, they're just such flimsy kind of ideals and I didn't always follow through with them. So I was like, what's the point? I'd much rather make very intentional changes when I'm committed to them. But, but this year, I spend a lot more time reflecting on last year. I spent time decluttering as well. And one of the jobs that I do to declutter is I scan in my journals Mostly because, you know, one day I might write a memoir and I might want to have access to all of these writings that I do. Because every day I write in my journal. I do the morning pages practices as described by Julia Cameron in her book, The Artist's Way. I've been doing it for, oh my gosh, like I want to say like 12 years or something mostly and yeah, it's like stream of consciousness. I just sit down with pen and paper every morning and I just write what's on my mind and I love it. I love, love, love. I love that time so much because yeah, I get to just meet myself and, and it was interesting to do the scanning of many of the journals for last year during that period over the holiday season because inevitably I would look and read and then reflect on what was happening for me at different points during the year. So it kind of jogged my memory of like, yeah, what was going on for me? And I also got to see reoccurring themes. So one thing that I will share in this podcast is what some of those key reflections I've had about my year and how I'm going to use those to do things differently. But I also wanted to tell you about two books that I read that have been heavily influencing this transition into this new year for me. And one of them is called The Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. And if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. I loved it. It was such a delight and absolute, utter privilege to be able to have the time and the space and the safety and the peace in my life that I have living in not a war zone that I could sit and read this book. And it was so fascinating. So Shonda Rhimes, if you don't know her, she is a black feminist writer. She is the creative genius or brains behind Grey's Anatomy, Bridgerton. Uh, she also has other shows which I've not watched before called I think Private Practice is one of them, another one Scandal. Apparently in America like Thursday nights on ABCs are all just Shonda rhyme shows, like three shows back to back and I'm a massive fan of Grey's Anatomy Look, I don't watch a lot of TV at all. I rarely even watch Netflix shows. I'm just so precious. I'm really precious about what I watch and I spend my time on. And quite frankly, most shows just seem too violent or dramatic for me these days. But I do love Grey's Anatomy. I started watching it in the early seasons. It's been going on for 19 years now. So these characters are like family to me. And what I love is that Shonda is creating TV that reflects society and actually even going further than that and creating storylines and creating characters and roles for them that really push society forward. So in this make-believe hospital, women hold more of the leadership positions than men. Chief of surgery is a black woman and not just gender and race being depicted, but sexuality being depicted in different ways. And so there are queer couples, there are disabled people, like it's just so wonderful. So I have deep respect for the work she's doing in creating change from our screens. Anyway, so I digress. (laughs) I read her book and what was so fascinating about it. So she had already had great success. So she was already a well-known writer. Her Shows had already been picked up. She was living, I think, in Hollywood. And she was a real introvert and she didn't say yes to any invites or any opportunities. And what I found so fascinating was that she described in very clear detail about how petrified she was when she would step outside of her comfort zone. And that was one of the reasons why she was saying no to so many of these incredible opportunities. She was on Oprah a few times actually And all of those times that she did that before the year of yes for her, she can't even remember. She just blanks out because she was just overcome with so much anxiety and terror. Anyway, she had this pivotal moment where she realized that she was not saying yes to anything. And so she made this commitment to herself to say yes to things that year. And the book details all the different ways that she started saying yes but the thing that struck me was hearing this very successful woman talk about the situation she was putting herself in that made her so uncomfortable and so terrified. And it made me realize, I was like, I do not push myself out of my comfort zone enough. I just don't. I I just live very quite comfortably in mostly my comfort zone. And so that was the first thing that I realized. I was like, you know what? I am not getting uncomfortable enough in my life. And what might change if I started to get more uncomfortable, like did more things that scared me? And I think as well, it was this perfect synergy of timing because I had a couple of interviews live on the radio because my – podcast being aired over the summer period on Joy Radio here in Melbourne. And The Breakfast Show had me come on to talk about the show the day it was launching. And then I went on to the afternoon show last week to talk about how to intentionally transition from last year into this year. I was pretty pretty freaking nervous, like getting onto live radio. It's one thing being in the safety of this podcast because, well, quite frankly, right now I'm just like talking with my eyes closed into a microphone that's faced into my cupboard. (laughs) So it's like, it's not really pushing me out of my comfort zone. And then I know I can edit it if I need to. And it's all quite comfortable for me now. Yeah, but putting me on live radio where there's no editing and it's all live, uh, yeah, really did push me. So I was like, okay, I need to do more of that. And also I think reading her book, just hearing her push through that discomfort and then out the other side, like. I don't want to spoil the entire book for you, but she totally transforms her life in that one year in all of these different ways. And also just as a side note, one of the things that she started saying yes to was saying no and saying yes to changing her people-pleasing ways and actually standing up for herself a lot more. So it wasn't just about just say yes to everything that actually part of her learning was around boundaries. I thought that was a really fascinating little part into it. But the other book that I also read, was called Manage Your Day-to-Day. And it was this collection of advice from creatives and entrepreneurs about how to actually follow through and do the work that you're called to do. Like how do you actually follow through on your creative visions? And once again, a theme in that book was pushing past the discomfort of not wanting to do the work basically and just sitting down and making time for it and doing it. So then coming full circle back to these reflections that I was having about last year, I realized I did not sit down enough and push through any discomfort to actually do the work. Now, I did in certain regards. I got my Unstoppable Confidence free workshop series up and running, and I got some programs up and running. But when I looked back over the course of the year, what did I create and what did I offer to you? And what were all the things that I did at exactly the different points over the year? And I just realized I spent a lot of time last year thinking, pondering, waiting for the right time, waiting for absolute clarity. I spent an inordinate amount of time at the beginning of the year, mapping out this magical, perfectly planned way that all of these courses that I was going to create would come about and, and work together. And I'm like, I don't know how much time I wasted on that, but I did not use that plan that did not come to fruition at all, <laughs> like It's like night and day, the reality of what actually occurred versus that plan that I created. I did not follow through with it. And so having this time over that holiday period helped me really look and go, okay, what did I do last year? And what were the results I got? And what do I need to do differently this year if I want different results? And basically... I just need to do things differently than what I've been doing them as far as my business goes. And it's just been this beautiful kick up the butt to go, I just need to sit down and I need to create more. Now, this is also not new, but if you've been hanging out with me on the podcast for any length of time, you you know that sometimes it takes me a little bit of time to learn my lessons and catch up with what it is that I'm meant to be doing And that's okay. I hold myself with absolute self-compassion and I hope that you would hold yourself with compassion too if it takes you a little bit of time to learn the lessons or repeating the same problems again and again until you go, hang on a minute, I think I need to do something differently here in order to get a different result. And that's really the crux of it, right? If we want to have things change in our life and to things be different, then we need to actually do something different. I love that saying the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I've spent plenty of time in my life doing that. And I know that, yes, I need to do something different (laughs) in order to get a different result. So that's kind of that's the crux of the year. And one of the things that really helped me as well over the new period was I listened to Leonie Dawson's business planning workshop in her business academy And I will put a link into the show notes for the Academy. I'm a very proud affiliate for it because I love Leonie's work. She's just created this entire course library of all of these business essentials. So if you are in business for yourself or you're wanting to be in business for yourself or you're a creative because she is a creative entrepreneur. If you're a creative who's really dedicating yourself to your craft, then Yeah, check her out because, yeah, this academy is just the best value, I think, in business coaching on the Internet. It's a bold claim, but I feel confident in claiming that. Anyway, in this business planning workshop, which is not something I do, I'm not really a big planner at all, which, you know, was one of the things going, well, maybe I should do things differently and I should be open to doing that because maybe that would help. So I did this workshop and the thing that I got the most out of it was her talking about doing regular monthly reviews. And that was what triggered me to really start to go back and look over my whole year and do a review of the year. And I've set myself the intention and task to do monthly reviews and I've set a date. I know that I'm going to do these monthly reviews on the first of every month, regardless of what day it is. And I have set out what I'm reviewing and what I'm looking at as far as the action I took, like key statistics in my business so I can track progress, tracking what worked, what didn't. And yeah, using that time to constantly reflect back. And it's very fascinating. I was listening to a recording from another mentor of mine who's a very successful business coach. And she said very similarly that one of the key things to her success is the fact that she contemplates things a lot. She will sit and she will reflect and she will review and she'll contemplate on her life and her actions and what that means moving forwards and if she needs to do something differently. And I thought this is really paramount to me because I don't really think I spend a lot of time reviewing particularly what I'm actually doing as far as my business goes but also probably my life and so yeah this idea of doing monthly reviews has really solidified to me of like okay this is going to be a practice I'm going to carry on through the year and the other thing that I've chosen to do differently like I don't do Goals, you can listen to the episode. It's about why intentions are more powerful than goals in my mind. But I love this saying that only set goals with things that you can control. And I was like, oh, I could get behind that kind of goal. You know, it's the lofty goals of outcomes and things that just don't work for me. And I also feel like you're trying to control the divine order and plan of things when you're saying, Oh, this is exactly how things are meant to look, or this is exactly what I want to have happen. But setting goals that I can control as far as actions that I am intending to take, ah, I was like, I haven't done that before. And so that is one thing that I did. I, I sort of thought about different key areas of my life. And the things that I would like to do differently this year in order to change things. And yeah, so my health is one of them. So I've just kind of like cruise along with my health a little bit. I I eat pretty well and I move most days. But nothing too vigorous. And I know, I know I'm getting to the age where my bones need strength training to help prevent osteoporosis later in life. And my darling Hannah, who is 10 years younger than me, has kindly and not so subtly told me as such that I should start really thinking about doing strength training. <laughs> and We are very fortunate that we have a gym, that we get a gym program planned for free through our membership. And Hannah's been encouraging me to do it for months. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's a great idea. It's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Sort of like not really prioritizing it, but then sort of thinking it would be a good idea. I'd put it on my list like a couple of times throughout the last few months and it just kept getting dropped off. I just didn't follow up on it. And then during the holidays I was like, look, it's perfect time. I'm more flexible because I'm not doing anything else during the week. And so I just did it. Now, another key thing that I love is the JFDI acronym, just fucking do it. It's the simplest advice for success in life. It's just fucking do it. Whatever it is that you want to do, just do it. Don't wait to feel motivated or inspired, just follow through and do it. And that's exactly what I did. And then subsequently, I have now done that gym program three times. And I recognize that I was way out of my comfort zone. I haven't been in like a gym doing weights, like a proper program since my fitness challenge, which is the thing that I embarked on. I think it was in 2010 that I did it. And it was the the fitness, the 12 week fitness challenge where I was like flogging myself and ended up relapsing into my eating disorder. And I literally haven't gone back to do a gym program like that since. And this is not like that. This is like a two day a week program. It's actually very functional because I've got knee problems because also getting to that age uh, in my mid forties where things start to creak and hurt. And the trainer has put in exercises that are going to help with those problems. And I recognized when I was just like learning all these different exercises that I felt really uncomfortable. It was unfamiliar because we are wired for comfort. We are wired for what is familiar. And that's what makes stepping outside of our comfort zone feel so freaking uncomfortable because the brain is like, no, don't do this. This is uncomfortable and awkward and I don't like it. And that was exactly what was happening in my brain. I was definitely not bouncing up and down with glee being in this gym going, yes, I'm going to get this program. But I just know it's going to be good for me. And I know that I'm going to feel good doing it. And so I followed through and I've done it three times and guaranteed afterwards, I feel amazing. I feel great. And the most exciting thing for me is actually noticing that the exercises are already a bit easier. And so that's encouraging. But it still doesn't make me want to go and do this program. But I'm just following through and I'm going to do it. And I'll keep you posted, hey, and just let you know if my motivation for it starts to change as I keep going because I suspect it will because that's how the brain works because going and doing that exercise program will eventually start to feel more comfortable and more familiar And therefore, the brain will associate the good things about it, which are I always feel really great after this. And I'm feeling stronger and my knees aren't hurting as much. And I know that I'm preventing osteoporosis later in my life. And that will just fuel my dopamine to go, yes, you should go to the gym and you're going to love it. And then I'll naturally start to feel more excited about it. That's what I suspect is going to happen. But I'm definitely in the early stages right now where I'm just like, oh, do I have to... And I go, yes, put your shoes on, put your gym gear on and just get out of the house and just fucking do it. (laughs) And I'm treating my creative endeavors in the same way and showing up to them just in a bigger way and experimenting with the times of the day that I need to just sit down and write and create and turn the phone off and Spend the time. Now, once again, not new. I talked about this on the creativity episode like a couple of months ago and never really showed up at the same consistency that I needed to. And this year, it's just about following through, knowing that it's going to feel uncomfortable, knowing that I'm not going to always want to do it, but just to put my butt in the seat and turn the phone off and it really helps me. I am certain I'm undiagnosed ADHD and so it helps me to put a timer on and just sit down and put a timer on and go, okay, for this chunk of time, like 20 minutes, I find really like, that's probably my sweet spot, but I've been trying to extend it to 30 minutes. So between 20 and 30 minutes, I'll just put the timer on and go, right, can't move. You're just focusing on this and The other thing that actually has been happening is I have been waking up in this middle of the morning kind of caper, anywhere from 2.30 onwards and not being able to get back to sleep. So I've been getting up and meditating and having a bigger meditation in the morning. I have been finding that my focus still wants to jump around when I'm sitting down trying to do my focused creative time. But It's easier for me to pull myself back and go, no, just focus. And I think that's because I'm being more mindful and having bigger meditations. So just another little props in there for meditation. If you have been wanting to get back into your practice or wanting to extend your practice, I just wanted to say it's really working for me. I'm loving it. The other thing I wanted to share that I'm doing differently this year is I've set some intentions around actions I'm going to take, you know, things that really dropped off last year. So one of my intentions is I really do want this podcast to reach more people. I, I hear from those of you that listen to it regularly and how much it serves you. I want that to reach the people who need it and to reach more people. And so I need to take some more action to help make that happen. Now, obviously, it's on the radio and that's awesome. And I took the action to help make that happen. And the divine did its bit in helping me connect to that opportunity. But I even just got so slack that I wasn't even sharing it on social media when new episodes were released. I wasn't telling my email list about it either. And I know that when I do those things, that prompts people, it reminds them, oh, yeah, I'm going to go in and I'm going to listen to it. So they're the kinds of like concrete actions I've decided to take. I'm like, I'm actually going to follow through and I'm going to let people know about them. It seems pretty basic stuff, but it was just stuff that I wasn't doing enough last year. So if you are in my world on social media or on my email list as well, then you will hear more from me this year. So you are actually across what is actually going on in my world and soul strategies world. And I'm excited for that because, yeah, I know how much I love to hear from the people that I love to be connected with. So, yeah. They're just some of the things that are different for me this year. Like the mantra for me is like just do things differently and just fucking do it. Don't wait to be motivated or inspired. Like JFDI. And I feel like the state of the world is begging for us to follow through with the calls of our souls. We need those of us who have the heart and the consciousness to keep believing in the kind of world that we want to create together, to be taking action on the things that matter to us. When I think about it with myself, it's like that means looking after myself and really tending to my connection to the divine and also following through on those impulses that I'm being given about what is my action to take right now. And, you know, in what way can I contribute? So they're just, that's just a bit of how I'm entering into this world. So however you are entering this new year, I know for some people, you just, they're dragging themselves across the finish line of last year into this year. I know that there are many of you who are deeply, deeply feeling what is continuing to unfold in Palestine we're being called to hold the duality of life in such a big way right now because as much as there is despair and devastation and challenges and all manner of things that are just so challenging on our hearts and our minds and our spirits, there are still moments of joy and peace and gifts to be to be enjoyed and appreciated, our hearts are big and they have the capacity to hold it all. And I think that's the key thing that is being asked of us at the moment is, yeah, to really hold the magnitude of being a human at this point in time. And if you would like to join me, I would love to share a short prayer for Palestine as South Africa takes its case to the International Court of Justice to call Israel to account for the genocide that is occurring. And I believe in the power of prayer. I know that it works. There is science as well backing the power of it, particularly when we all come together. So our intentions And our prayers and our channeling of light does make a difference. It's not the only thing. So there's also the ringing your representatives. It takes both. We've got to take physical action and we can compound our physical actions with the energetics that we know makes makes an impact as well. So if you'd like to join me, just you can close your eyes. Take a big deep breath in. And we're just calling to divine love to please send an army of angels to surround the proceedings at this week's International Court of Justice as it hears the case brought forward to protect the Palestinians of Gaza. We pray for the Palestinians' freedom and an end to their suffering, leading to lasting peace and healing for all in the area. May proceedings be guided by love and wisdom, compassion and justice prevail. And may we hold strong our faith in the divine order That no matter what the outcome is, that we are inevitably on a path towards justice and liberation and freedom for all beings. May all beings be free. May all beings be at peace. May all beings be free from suffering. May all beings be happy. Amen. And just imagining white light surrounding the court and surrounding the Middle East, just sending our love and our light and our blessings. Thank you so much for being here with me. We've got this. It's a time of incredible challenge, but also incredible opportunity. And I look forward to sharing this year with you. And if you feel called to share this episode with anybody, then please do that. Let's keep spreading the love around. And let me know if there are things that you would like to hear more of on the podcast this year. Shoot me a message and let me know. And have a beautiful week. And I look forward to checking in with you again next week. All right. I love you. Bye.